Welcome to the Voice of Dominion with Evangelist Peter Adoba. Evangelist Peter Adoba is the head pastor of Zippo International Ministry. He is passionate about God's people living to fulfill their God-given purpose for their lives through empowerment in the Word of God, fasting and prayers. And now, today's message. Let the purpose of your word be prevailed. And let everyone hear God. Live this spirit transform, change, revived for your assignment. Every spirit that will shatter our faith, every spirit that will kill our dream, our desire, our passion for you, O God. As your word comes, let you overthrow that spirit. Dwell in us richly and cause us to be true followers of you. We bless you, O God, for an answer prayer. Amen. Clap your hands unto Jesus. If your, if your hands belongs to you, you can do better than this one. Amen. Talk to somebody who are blessed. Tell him you are blessed. That this special day you you you, did, you didn't find yourself anywhere than in the house of the living God. This morning I'm preaching a message entitled "You Are Christ Ambassador." You are Christ Ambassador. You are Christ Ambassador. Amen. Everyone is following somebody. Everyone is following somebody. And everyone is leading somebody. And Jesus came to show us the way unto the Father. That is why he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to my Father except through me. In other words, I am the ambassador. That if you want a visa or a permission to enter into the kingdom of heavens, you would have to come to me. I would have to grant you the permits to be able to enter into my country. So, Jesus came as an ambassador. And he didn't leave the ambassador title. He left it on us to continue to be ambassadors for him on this earth. Amen. Amen. So, this very morning, I pray that you shall you will be a true ambassador of Christ. When he came, he had a very simple message for us. He came to rescue us. Jesus said he didn't come that he will cause us to build mansions. That was not his primary focus. That was not his primary objective. His primary aim was to show us the way Amen. And to redeem us from the power of the darkness. John chapter 3, verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave only his begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Uh, we were thinking that 
you will hear, for God so loved the church. But that was not his message, for God so loved the world. It is not written anywhere in the Bible that God loved his church, but he said he loved the world. And you can see that he didn't come for the saints. He said it. I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the sinners. For Jesus came to save the sinners. That is main objective. So for God so loved the world that he gave only his begotten son that whosoever believed in him will not perish. So God's ultimate plan for man is to redeem mankind. It's not for anyone to perish. God's plan is not for anyone to perish. His plan is for everyone to be saved. I didn't hear your amen in the house. So he came purposely to save us. So Jesus came to save us. Exactly. He didn't come to reject the sinners. He came to receive the sinners. So for God so loved the world. Love the world. So God loves the world. The people you are, you are casting them away or you are concluding that they are good for nothing. They are the very people God came. Unfortunately. The people you think that are for them, they are not Christians, so they are, they are useless. Or as for where they are you. No. That is surprisingly, God didn't come for the righteous. He came for the sinners. Because the Bible said that the world, when the Bible talks about the world, we are talking about the world of sinners. So the purpose of his coming is not just for the church, because the church is saved. What is the church? The church are those from the world who have been reconciled to God. So now, they don't need salvation. If you are born again, you don't need salvation again because you are born again. But rather, you need to help someone to be saved. I'm not sure you're in the house of living God. So, because God doesn't want anyone to perish, He sent His Son Jesus to come and die for us. That anyone that will believe in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But have everlasting life. I pray that you gain an everlasting life. I say, I pray that you gain everlasting life and grant also to your children. God loved man. That is why he gave us Jesus Christ. God loved me. Say, God loved me. Say, God loves me. God loves, that is why he gave Jesus that you will not perish. For God loved the world that he gave. Why did he give Jesus to us to reconcile us to himself. You know, the word reconciliation, the word reconciliation, it means we were first reconciled, we were first united, we were first together with him. And then something happened. When you read the Genesis chapter 3, verse 2 to 3 down, the Bible said, a man disobeyed God. And there came a death separation. So we were first together with God, first together with Jesus, but the separation came. 
So when the separation came, God now will have to reconcile us back to him. And that is why he sent Jesus to come and be an immediator for that reconciliation. So Jesus is a chief mediator. He's a chief reconciler. He's a chief who came to join us together with God. Amen. Wahao. And that is why you need to know that it is not because you are, you are Christian that God will love you or Jesus will love you. No. It's not because you are, you are Christian. Because Bible says that whilst we are yes sinners, Christ died for us. Why we are yes sinners. So you were a sinner. He loved you. He died for you. Somebody cannot die for somebody who does not love. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So there is nothing you can do yourself to end the love of God. <laughs> are you in the house of God at all? There's nothing. Listen, there's no good way. There's no good living. There's no good thing you can do to end God's love. Get this one. No matter how good you are on this earth, how kind you are, how righteous you are, cannot end you with the love of God. No, it's not possible. Whilst we are yes in this, Romans 5 verse 8, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's not because you have come to church that makes God love you. I will show you to do that will make God love you. I don't know how. Look, give me energy. Give me energy for this. But God showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You understand this one? It means when we didn't deserve his love, he showed us love. No, there are some people that think that, oh, me, I deserve what I, there are people, they think that me, I need to get money, me, I need to also drive in this. Listen to me. You deserve his favor. It is God who decides to show you favor. No, what will make you think that you deserve life? It is God who has shown us love. Because we said, even a righteousness is like a fitting rag before him. When you think you have done what is right, God said it is like a fitting rag. In order for you to live is Christ. To live is Christ. It's very simple. That's a person in him. I live and move and have my being. Listen, don't brag. Don't brag. Don't brag because for you to see this day, it is divine mercy. The Bible says, for those that the building fell upon them and died. Is it because of their sins? No. No, it is not because of their sins. But for you to live today, it is by his grace. While we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. So, you don't have any right to accuse anybody. Because even worse, you are a sinner. He showed you love. So, so that worldly person, that sinner, you, that person you have concluded that he doesn't deserve, we are going out there and that's the message I'm preaching. The person that you think that he doesn't deserve to be a Christian because he's a prostitute, why we are yet sinners? That robber, that you think that Oba, sorry, I beg you, that fornicator, I wouldn't know that Papa He said, he said, listen to me. Let me end this message by saying, while you are yet sinner, he died for you. So it means that if that person is still a sinner, he's the reason why he came and died for you. Are you in the house of living God at all? And why did he die? He came and died. One, to reconcile man back to God. To reconcile man back to God. Two, to reconcile man back to their purpose. When a man lost Christ, he lost his purpose. Listen to me carefully. Anyone with that Christ has lost his purpose on it. So Jesus said, he said God said, I put you in this garden to worship me, to continue to praise me. Bible said, for God created us for his pleasure. Revelation. He said, for God created us for his pleasure. So when man lost his praise, he has to restore man back to his original purpose. And that is why you need to know that anytime you lose focus of Christ, you lose your purpose in life. I don't care the good car you have. I don't care the houses you owe. But listen to me. When you lose track of Christ, when you lose track, your purpose in life has been defeated. So the coming of Messiah was to restore mankind Back to the original purpose. Are you in the house of God at all? And when God establishes us, He establishes us and places us in His kingdom. When a man sinned, you realize that a man was cast out of his Eden, was cast out of his kingdom. So the coming of Messiah. Also to restore mankind back to their kingdom dominion. To restore us back to our heart. Can you hear me? Kingdom dominion. Genesis chapter 1 verse number 26. Genesis 1 verse number 26. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. To be, like, to be like ours, ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea. The bears in the sky. The livestock. All the wild animals on earth. And the small animals that carry along the ground. You understand? Give me King James. And God said, let us make man in our own image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion. 
So when man sinned, man lost their dominion kingdom. The kingdom dominion, that authority, that power, that reign, we lost it. So when you come back to Christ, or when we are reconciling you back to God, it means that we are restoring you back to your kingdom dominion. Your amen is very weak. I'm not sure somebody in the house. <laughs> you don't understand. When the Bible says you shall tell upon serpent the scorpion, nothing shall be enemies hurt you. You understand? You are dominion. You shall drink deadly thing, but it shall not harm you. What are you talking about? You are talking about dominion. That's why you cannot be a child of God and be afraid of witches. It's you have lost your dominion. You have lost your contacts. Witches are the lessers in authority. Let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So, Jesus came back to reconcile us back to our kingdom dominion. I have a man to make But when you come to check, come with your faith. Do you understand what I'm talking about? In this land, nothing works than your faith. Listen. One of the greatest sins you can, you can commit in your life is to live a life of unbelief. Every sin can be handled by Jesus. Only sin Jesus cannot handle is the sin of unbelief. There is no situation you are going to go cannot help you. But God can never help unbelievers. Who don't believe? So you could remember the Bible said, anytime people come to Jesus and say, do you believe? 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 Because your, your belief is what opens the door for him to, to come into your life. It's an invitation. I mean, wow. Only two people are in the house of living God. So when we go out there, we are going to tell, listen to me, without, without Christ, you have lost your dominion. You can reign. You can rule. The coming of Messiah is also to reconcile man back to his leadership mandates. To his what? Leadership mandate. When God created Adam and put him in the, in the, in the Eden, he gave him a leadership mandate. Rule. Rule. Anybody who is a ruler is in leadership position. I didn't hear your amen crowd. From today, may you receive grace to rule. I said, may you receive grace to rule. So coming of Jesus Christ came to restore or to reconcile man back to their leadership mandate. Until man said man was not a servant. I see your leadership coming. I see your leadership coming. The coming of Messiah or reconciliation of Jesus Christ or reconciliation through Jesus Christ it makes man come back to their true potential. Their true potential. 
their true potential. It reconciled man back to their true potential. Your, your, your true potentials in life come alive when you locate Christ. And there are some people here, even here, they are not living to their full potential. They are living all right. They are doing things all right. But listen to me carefully. You are not living to full potential. Because without Christ, you cannot fully develop all the potentials he places in you. Why? Because he's the one that plays in you. And he's the one that must help you to discover yourself. I can, listen, I can trace every life failure to a miss of purpose. A miss of listen, when you don't, When you don't know what God has placed in you, you will do what you are not supposed to do. And when you are not called to do what you're doing, you can't be successful in it. That is the bottom line. So some people think that they are, they are, they are disadvantaged in the society. You are not a disadvantage because you have not found your true potential. What God has placed in you to discover, to do, and fulfill on this earth. When you are supposed to be a pastor and you are finding a color willy. <laughs> When God has called you to be a prophet and you're a driver. No, just think about it. Did you understand what I'm talking about? When God has called you to be evangelist. And now what you're doing is you're selling medicine on the roadside. You have missed. You have missed it. I pray today, may God help everyone to discover their full potential. God help you. God help you. So God help me. God help me. Full potential. Adam lost his potential. He lost everything. So Jesus said, I need to go back to restore them back to their full potentials. Any limits on your life? You are not in the house. I said, any limits on your life? May the grace of God bring you back to full potential. No, after today, may the limits be broken. Listen, it is not a matter of whether you are well educated or you are not well educated. Forget about that. If you discover what God has placed in you, it will make this world, the whole world, accept you. Are you in the house of God at all? We have seen some people who, are, who didn't go to school and through their leg, the whole world knows them. Oh, yeah. Their leg. They discover themselves. I am a footballer. I am not a preacher. I am a footballer. And, and, and he's playing the football, connected to a man of God, supporting him spiritually. He will not go to Juju. I'm in Ohio. Listen. The greatest the greatest desire of God is when he sees, sees you doing what he asks you to do. Or fulfilling what he has placed inside you. And you're fulfilling it. And he's there smiling. And you could see you are making and bringing results. Wherever God has placed you where, fulfilling that assignment is easy. Why? Because already, grace has been released. God will never give you an assignment he has not, he has not empowered you. No. 
He will not call you to do if he has not prepared you. Are you in the house of living God at all? Shout reconciliation. Shout reconciliation. So God has given you the message of reconciliation. It's a message of reconciliation. It's a message of reconciliation. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse number 17. A message of reconciliation. Okay. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 18. And all things are of God. Who has reconciled us? Who has what? Who has what? Reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. The main purpose of Christ coming on earth is to reconcile us back to God. And, and, and so Jesus came as the means to enter into heaven. And when he was living, he said, no. When I live, what about those who are here to be born? Even if all those who were born in his era were saved, what about those who were here to be born? So he said, now, you who are saved, I am giving you the charge. Continue with this message. I love you. That is why I came to save you. Do you know? If you love God, it means that you are very close to God. And the more you are closer to God, the more you do things that he loves. So don't think that after me, God loves me. If God loves you, then you are very close to God. And if you are very close to God, you do his heartbeats. If you are close to God, then you love what he loves. Uh, do you understand what I'm talking about? If you are so much close to him, then he will love what he loves. That's what Paul said. I believe 5 verse 14. Go back to 14. He said, for the love of Christ has constrained us. It means there are things we want to do, but we are not able to do it because of the love of Christ. Great. 5.14. For the love of Christ has what? Has what? Are you in the house of living God at all? Let me hear your voice. For the love of Christ has what? I have one. I don't know whether they are here. Has what? I remember anymore now. For for the love of Christ constrain us because we thus judge that if anyone died for all, then we were all dead. <laughs> so you are not going to do evangelism because you think you want, because you love God. He, Jesus, if you love me, keep my commandment, isn't it? If you, listen, if you love God, you will do what he wants you to do. And what is the heartbeat of God? It's evangelism. It's so winning. 
It, it, no, God doesn't throw party when he sees you driving a new car. I'm sorry, it's good anyway. But he doesn't throw party. But when you see one sinner being saved, he throws party in heaven. <laughs> Are you in the house of God at all? His love has what? Constrained us. You understand constraint? His love has constrained us. So it means the love of God is what has given poor mandates. What he has to fulfill. He will not give you any excuse because he has first loved us. What is your reason for not doing evangelism? What's your reason not to go out? It means that as if God has not shown you love. But he first loved us. I mean, how? Look at verse 15. Look at verse 15. And that he died for all. And that he died for all. Isn't it? Did he die for some of them? Some people? The church? He died for all. That they which he lived should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. You understand? So now, you should not live for yourself. If someone has died for you to live, that the, live, the life you are living, you should not brag yourself. Because it, your life now is possible because of him. That's what Paul said. The love of Christ has constrained us. It has constrained us. If I look at how I was messing up, if I look at how I wasn't, I, I, no, I don't deserve to even walk into the church. If I look at how my life was, was torn apart, if I look at the kind of life I was living then, and I look at my life now, this love will constrain me. Listen, the reason why you don't care about anybody is because you think God has done nothing for you. If you remember the number of the, the dangerous thing you have done, you the dangerous thing you have done. Some have killed human beings. I'm telling you. Some of us have killed human beings. I don't want to go into details. Men and women have killed human beings. We have killed human beings. In consent, in agreement, we have killed human beings. But yet, he has shown us mercy. Yeah. Sometimes some people come to me, abortion, and they think that when they marry, they will never give, to, give birth. But within all this, God still show you love. And you have the right to say, I'm not going out. His love for you will constrain you. His love. His love. His love. So go and tell your sister, listen, I was worse than you. But God has shown me mercy. He will do the same for you. That is it. That's a message. 
For God so loved the world, sister, you are the reason why the master came. I was once like you. But I'm saved by his grace. He will save you. Don't look at what you're going to look at. Don't look at what you have done. That does not matter. He came, he came for the sinners. And that love God has shown you, it's on you. It, it, it's on you that when you don't talk to somebody about Christ, it's like a burden on you. I'm not preaching at all. When you go out there today, listen, put aside your wig. God has loved me. And I know he loves you also. Jesus loves you. Jesus loved us. Listen, listen, listen. You are not, you are not righteous than them who perished through accident last, last week. You are not righteous than them. How many VVIP cars have you taken? But God's mercy was sufficient unto you. I mean, I mean, look at it. You want to tell me that God didn't see the accident happening or coming? But you, you go and come, sister. You go and come. You, you go and come. You, you go and you come. You, you go and you come back. Ah! Ah! You, you go and come. This one alone is enough for you. Brother, sometimes when you see things happening, you need to think about this more. Human beings, about 18 or 14 human beings, dying instantly, instantly. They have not informed their mothers, their sisters, their cousins about anything. They were just from Kumasi coming to Accra. They were just coming to Accra and returned back, but they never returned back. His mercies shall and your faithful hand. Oh, for his mercies shall and your faithful the mercy of God is ever faithful and ever sure. Ever sure. Ever sure. Look at the things. People have not been through the things we have been through, but they are gone. Oh, stop it. Somebody was not sick. He was eating watermelon, just going to sleep, going to lay down on the bed. He didn't wake up again. Well, I mean, he wasn't sick at all. Sister, the message of the Lord has made you to stand at this moment. It's not by your strength. It's not by your strength. I say, for his mercies shall and your ever faithful 
Mami Nitina Haye Makuti Kapa Mofa Nasenjo Ombreno Oh Na Homopo Oti Oda Oh Sipi Yeno Kwa Oh, your messfulness, your goodness, Makadi Bahadiata, Liba Subranti Kabo Shapa, Li Ato Zizi Ataba. Oh, for his messes, Sha. Listen, we are here by the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. The greats are moving. Those with money are going. Souls are perishing. That's so go out to the one that compared them to come in. The highway. I see somebody today. You are going to be an ambassador for somebody. They're going to, you're going to give somebody visa to Christ. Visa to Christ. Visa to Christ. And yeah, where will I die? Waka! Yeah, Makati Bahada Bahashaba. And yeah, where will I die? Makati Bahada Bahashaba. Mrs. Ayawa will I die? Waka! Yeah, oh! Akayanebayadana Akaba para aka akayewo oh ayewa woratia wokayewo asewo ni minka fo era atenika ya kamfara de kasiye pasubrandi kapa mesewo ni mi wo enemi aka Fuhira atenike esi Unamu, namumu, umayemu Ampara na ahinti etumnesu Ampara unemi Sista unemi, unemi kanfu Fuhira Listen, so when we go out there, we are telling people that not because we are righteous, but it's just by his mercy. And the same mercy that has reached out to us, same will reach out to you. Same, same, same grace that located us, same grace will locate you. 
You are not offline. You are not offline. You are not a, such a person that God cannot save you. Sister, I don't care what you have done in life. God still loves you. Do you know why? Take your time. Do you know why God created us in his, his own image? Because he loves us. He loves us. And, and he wants to see himself always. When God sees you, he sees himself. And God cannot hate himself. So he still loves you. He still loves you. He still loves you. God loves you. There's nothing you have done in this life that can make God reject you. Never. Just as you are, he still loves you. He still loves you. He will not cast you away. When you come to me, he will not cast you away. He will receive you just as you are. Just as you are. When you go out there, listen, you are going to be an ambassador. You are going to be a mobile embassy. <laughs> if you want to go to U.S., you need to go to U.S. embassy. And the U.S. embassy have to give you visa that will enable you to enter into U.S. Listen carefully. Jesus came and gave us the visa. He said, we are all the citizens of heaven. He came to give us a visa to make us permanent visitors of heaven. So it's the visa that can make you enter. He said, no one can come to the Father except through me. It means that uh, you can't give Ghana, even if you are president of Ghana, you need a visa to enter into U.S. Irrespective of your predicate, irrespective of your position, irrespective of your title, irrespective of your money, you still need to go through the process. You still need to go through the process of getting the visa into heaven. And today, as you go out there, you say to the brother, I am a mobile embassy. Oh! <laughs> I am a mobile embassy. Now, because Jesus said, now he has entrusted in our hands the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation. Go back to 19. Go to 19. Uh huh. To wait that God was in Christ. To wait was that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses. Help me. Not imputing their heart. Not imputing their heart. Their trespasses unto them. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He has what? What has he done? He has committed. Brother, listen. There's a message you are carrying. What is this message? It's the message of reconciliation. <laughs> For God was in Christ. Reconciling the world, say reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. It's a wonderful message. It's a wonderful message. It's a wonderful message. Verse 20, verse 20, 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. 
We are Christ what? Hey. Every ambassador represents the country. <laughs> Every ambassador is the one that sends information to the country. Oh, this guy he has just been received Christ. Write his name. Fuwa has just received Christ. Write his name in the book of heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the information I have now. <laughs> Write his name. That's why I said that if anybody who is ready to see Christ say, I accept you as my Lord and person, that time, do you know what I'm doing? I am giving you visa to heaven. I am connecting you. <laughs> so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal. God is making his word. Sister, listen. If not your brother making appeal, not your sister making an appeal. God is making an appeal through you. I don't know who won't go to make an appeal through him today. Oh, for the rest of your life. God is making an appeal. God is pleading with you. Please, brother, tell people about me. Talk to them about me. Where they are is dangerous. Tell them hell exists. Tell them I'm coming again. And I am the only way. Tell the people. Talk to them about please. Please talk to them about me. This is Ayakadibaha. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ. When we plead, we ought, we speak for Christ. Come back to God. Come back to God. Sister, come back to God. Brother, come back to God. Don't let anything take away the place of Christ. No. No. Whatever you are afraid Sister, come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. Listen, there's nothing in this life that can save your life. Only Jesus can save your life. Only Him. Come back to Him. Come back to Him. We are making appeal. We speak for Christ when we plead. We speak for Christ when we preach. So today, see, when you are preaching, what you are doing, you are speaking because you are an ambassador. Oh, you are ambassador of Christ. So the message Christ is supposed to preach is what he has delivered through us. <laughs> Come back to God. Come back. It's a very simple message. Come back to God. Come back to God. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back to God. Come back to God. Wherever you are going, eh? Wherever you, whatever journey you are taking, it will end up in front of Christ. Wherever you are, whatever work you are doing, whether you are in Ethiopia, whether you in, in, in Italy, whether you are in Germany, in Ghana, whatever you are doing, whatever work you are doing. You will certainly appear before Christ. 
So you can't, you can't ignore him. It is too risky to ignore Christ. I said, it is too, too hot, risky to ignore Christ. Don't ignore Christ. It will be too late for you. And tell your brother, listen, come back to him. Come back. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will, we will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. For we must all stand before Christ. Listen, we will all stand. Pastors will stand. Leaders will stand. Financial managers will stand. Business tacos will stand. Your wife will stand. Your husband will stand. Your children will stand. That's the bottom line. Everyone will stand. Yeah? Don't follow a friend and go to hell. Because hell is real. Israel. Don't follow a girl, a girl, and go to hell. Don't follow a boy, a boy, and go to hell. Your boy cannot deliver you. When you stand before God. I'm talking to you. One more say, no problem. One more say, no problem. I problem. Because, listen, you can ignore the message today. But tomorrow, you cannot ignore it. I'm telling you. Disappointed on a man to die once after the wish of judgment. Some people have made the gospel as if that Christ is not coming back again. Maybe if, if, if Christ is not coming now, if you die right now, where will you go? Those who were coming from Kumar, they didn't know that they were going to die on the way. No, but some people tell their wife, I'm going to quit you, my and they go, they don't return back. You have to prepare yourself. That's the bottom line. Because you have to prepare yourself. Boyfriend give you small, small look of you because of that. You don't want to serve Christ. You don't understand what I'm talking about. That's your boss. Small, small look of you. You don't want to serve Christ. How can you trade your soul with look of you? Bible said that if it's what shall they profit a man? Listen, look at the value of your soul. What shall they profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Brother, look at me very well. I'm preaching. I hear the message.
your soul is most important than anything you have what you are doing on this earth. That's the bottom line. So who you are doing? Who you are? Anyone in the here? But who class Christ? Class now, so that When you know Christ, when you get to know Christ, He will help you. Yes, He will help you. He will not even lead you to struggle. The people they are outside there, they think that coming to Christ is too difficult. Because of the life you are living now, you think it's too difficult. Let me tell you, it is easy to live in Christ and prosper than to live in the world and make it. It's never. Christ is easy. It may take time, but surely it will come. Those who are crapping, I see the Lord using them mightily at this end time. We have the message of what? We have a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. A message from the Lord. Hallelujah. This message is from the Lord. It is only you can look and live. Oh, look and live. My brother, live. Hey, look to Jesus Christ. And live. Oh, it is recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. It is only that you can look and live. Only that. You can look on your sister. Listen to me carefully. You can look at your sister. You can look on auntie. You can look on your father and live. You may think you are living, but spiritually you are dead. Only him you can look onto and live. No, no other way. There is no other way. Jesus is the only way. Come to back to him. As he receives you, go and tell brother, come to him. You are going to be an ambassador, some of you. You are going to be an ambassador for your workers. Some of you, you are going to be an ambassador, a mobile embassy for your, for your, for your students. You are teaching 50 students. God has given you that ambassador grace. Speak to these kids about my word. Teach them. You have the privilege to talk to people, a master, a teacher, a leader, a friend, colleagues. God has given you this message. Talk to them. Come back. Come back. Come back. During the lunch hours, don't gossip about people. Don't talk about your boss. Talk about Christ. If you get opportunity, when your opportunity, what's not came one? Talk about Christ. When your opportunity, we are party leader. Some of you are NDC, MPP. You love the party. Don't just love party, love Christ. 
when you get opportunity as an organizer, as a party leader, constituency chairman, assemblyman, take the opportunity and talk to them about Christ. The more you are closer to God, the more you love what he loves. Some people when we talk about soul winning, it's like it's like oh, this one it is reserved for pastors. Jesus entrusted the message of reconciliation unto us. It was never written there, pastors. It was never written there, church leaders. All that I saw, us, everyone, and you are part of everyone. Come into my heart. 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 Come into my Oh, Jesus. Bravo. Bravo. Akadiba. Mama. Apara. Brahma. Akomamu. Oh, Jesus. Because of you. That it doesn't matter what you have done in this life. It doesn't matter how people have written you off. I feel severe. With the one send on fatter. Jesus sent me this morning as a mobile embassy to come and grant instant visa to people who want to make it to heaven but not hell. Listen, as you hear God talking to you, not Peter, I am just an ambassador standing in position of Christ, declaring his word and his coming to you. Close your eyes. If you say, Pastor, this morning, the word you are preached, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you to give me this visa. I want it. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven because I know only him can make me go to heaven. Lift your hands, whatever you are standing. You are saying, Pastor, this morning, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to start afresh. No, lift your hands. Lift your hands. The most important thing that can happen to you is when you give up your life to Jesus Christ. The most important thing in life. The most important thing in life. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He wants to save your life. He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want you to perish. But don't say you're Wow, men no person every day me surrender my life to you. I want to start afresh. 
Daddy Matthew said, Father, this morning, I thank you for coming into my life with your word of reconciliation. Say, I know I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you. But I have come to you that you wash away all my sins and receive me and receive me just as I am. In the name of Jesus, the Father, have mercy on me and cleanse all my unrighteousness. In the name of Jesus, I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the third day. You rose from the grave. Today, the blood you shed on the cross, Jesus, wash me. Wash me. Wash me with your blood and cleanse me permanently. Say, Father, I accept you today as my Lord and personal Savior. Jesus, you are my Lord, the Lord of my soul. Accept me. Accept me. Accept me. Jesus, accept me. Accept me as one of your prodigal sons. Jesus, today, write my name in the book of life. That when you come in your glory, I will not be a castaway. Jesus, I thank you. I bless you for receiving me into yourself. In the name of Jesus, I have played with thanksgiving. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Thank Jesus for the privilege. Yes. Today, as many that lifted their hands have received Christ. Your sins are forgiven. I said your sins have been forgiven. What couldn't permit you to enter into heaven? That filth, that guilt, that sin have been washed away. You are no more a sinner but righteous before the Lord. Let nobody condemn you. For God did not send his son to condemn. But that through the son, many will be saved. Say so thank you Jesus for saving me. Amen. Clap for Jesus. And just take your seat. Just take your seat. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Dominion with Evangelist Peter Adoba. You can listen to more spirit-filled messages from the Evangelist through our social media handles, Zippo International Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Join the Evangelist at Dominion Temple situated at Malangbawe CP. Sunday morning covenant service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Sunday evening, prayer and healing service, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. 
Wednesday teaching service from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Thursday morning breakthrough hour, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. For further inquiries, kindly call 050-647-4906 or 055-453-9584. You can also send us an email on zippointministry2020 at gmail.com. That is Z-I-P-O-I-N-T-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y 2020 at gmail.com. God bless you for listening to the voice of Dominion. Dominion.